Dan's got some, some interesting news to share with us. I think I want to preface this by saying, uh, I don't know about you guys, but you know, we, you know, we obviously follow the footy, so it's like a religion. And you know, it's it's your it's for me anyway. It's my injection of, of dopamine. Yeah. You know, on a week to week basis, whether I'm happy that we win, sad that we lose, it's, it gives me something to look forward to. And I think a lot of us can relate. So you know, when you have, especially when you have a really good way to finish the season like we had, it was such a, a positive uh, time to be alive. Really. Now that we don't have the footy, all of a sudden you've got to make sure that you're channeling that focus into something else. Something I've probably struggled with, if I'm being honest with you. Um, you know, I'm, I missed coming home. I missed the footy so much when I was away. It was one of the real catalysts for me coming home. You know, it's like, where am I in my happy place? And it was, you know, at the footy. So I, I find myself struggling a little bit with, um, you know, a, a few things in, in my life that are going on for, for various reason, reasons. And I think it's important that we have a bit of an open chat about it. Um, I think it's. You know, we, we are moving a little bit, you know, the, the narrative is changing, you know, we obviously had Danny Frawley who passed away um, and, and Wayne Schwoss has been a real advocate for mental health uh, and, and I think it's something we need to be speaking about, mate. Um, you've obviously started a new journey and I want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about what's going on, how are you and, uh, you know, give us give us all of the, the rundown. Yeah, so you're gonna get some videos coming up soon for so for the next 12 months I am embarking on not just a weight loss journey, where thanks to and Big Cooter and Big Craig, they, up. they will be my personal trainers and my footy coach. I will be going down to 80 kgs from 115 where I am currently as we sit. Yep. Uh, and I'll also be playing my first ever game of AFL football this time next year. Wow. So it's a double thing. And Have you kicked a footy? I've kicked a footy, yeah, okay. with my son and cracked around with the mates. Yep, yep. But now it's... I'm not just going to kick a footy. I'm going to be very good. Yeah. Going to be very good. I think Anthony Cooper and Feedy is like, you know, 99 prelim. Yeah. That's what we're aiming for. So... Is that a goal small? What What happened? What, 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 what was the, you know, the... The moment. I think for me it was to do it in aid of something so beyond blue. Um, suicide is prevalent in our family um, and amongst my friends. Something I've had suffered with myself mentally as well. I have dark thoughts when I was younger. Yep. Uh, and lucky enough to get out the other side. And I think it's something that we don't talk about. And I think um, I maybe had a culture shock to myself where I, I got sent a meme that was made about me. Yep. Um, I'm doing Blue Abroad about how much weight I've got on and it didn't affect me because I laugh about it. But yeah, you, you, you have always been a, and they're usually the, the, the people, because I'm, I'm sort of the same in the sense that I use positivity to really cover up, not cover up, but like uh, if you speak positivity, you're probably going to feel positivity and that's the kind of mantra that I've gone with. 100% yeah. So yeah, you, for you I've always noticed it's, it's laughter, it's banter, uh, but there's a lot more to it. I think you've got to like, yeah, I think that's probably my weakness. I think some people think I don't take things seriously, but I try and make things funny that aren't because that's my way of dealing with it. But I remember receiving this meme and then looking back through pictures of when me and my wife first got together and I realised that I love myself, but I don't like how I look. Yep. And I thought, how can I get fit when I was talking with Kuda and I was talking to Craig, but actually do something with my life as well, do something positive. And I have all these strong feelings. We saw my Taylor Harris thing. I do like to talk about social progression. 
and I thought why don't I document this journey we've got interviews with psychologists dietitians yeah you're gonna see the whole thing I just did an interview last week where the heart surgeon actually told me I'd be dead by 60 where right? I actually broke down on camera yeah. it hit me hard because yeah. you're kind of naive well mate first of all I want to acknowledge that because Half, maybe I don't know about half the battle, but a lot of the battle is, you know, saying, right, fuck, I've got to go and do something about it. I've got to make the change. Because it's it's almost paralyzing when you're in this state and sort of you, you sort of, there's probably a voice in the, in the back of your head that says, I've got to address it. But it's paralyzing the state that you're getting because you just, you know, you want to make a change, but you feel like something's holding you back that you can't explain, you know? So, well done. That's a huge, huge, huge uh, step forward for you, mate. It's going to be a really good content as well. We're going to have a lot of. I've learned quite a lot this week just speaking to different people. We've been given the privilege as well to go and speak to some people who have actually attempted to commit suicide and then changed their lives around. Yep. We're speaking to single dads who are overweight and how it affects us all. Because I do believe there's a strong link, particularly male suicide. In our image, yeah. that I think we can kind of mask it up. Yep. You know, being, being a man, like there's a big thing at the moment, dad bods are in. Yep. But I know a lot of guys who say that to me, but then when I've been doing this journey with them, my mates, and they've, I've gone down the pub with them and had a, a little, just a normal water, and they're having the beers and they're like, Pommy, what's up? And I've told them. Yep. They're actually then like, said to me, God, mate, like, I'm so ashamed of all that. Like, yep. And it's like, so subconsciously, they've been telling me for the last six weeks, yeah, I've got a dad bod. Yeah. I'm not going to get healthy. And it's, it's basically, I want to try and inspire people that we can make changes, not just physically, but also mentally, because your body, your brain is an organ as well. Yeah. It's a muscle that you can work, and I'm going to be doing both of them in this journey. I'm seeing a psychiatrist every week. Yeah. It's good. You're prioritizing yourself. Yeah, well, they've let us document it so you can see my journey of how yep. we're focusing on how I feel about myself and yep. the changes throughout the year. So hopefully there'll be some positive ones. Yeah, I, I um, it's interesting when you just said about uh, you know you put on weight. I, I'm certainly because I, I was a, a kid that played basketball three times a week, training games, school every day, very active, played footy a little bit too, and then when I moved away, that all started dwindling down and uh, kind of hit me a little bit. Oh, it's, it's it's something that's been affecting me for the last I don't know, probably like a couple months. Um, I'm sort of like you, I, um, I've come to terms with who I am, love myself, I love the energy that I, I, I give out, um, but I definitely have this, this point now where it's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you really let yourself go. And I had this app on my phone which would track your workouts, and you know, you put your, your weight in there and you see how you go, and I was using it while I was in Israel, and I remember in April 2018, it was, it was 91 point, 92 kilos. And uh, from April 2018 to you know right now, I've put on like 16, 17 kilos. Smell them, I swear. Do you know what I mean? And and you know I can give you all sorts of reasons why, and I can give you all sorts of things and what's going on in my life. But like you know, at some point, the buck stops with me. And um, it's interesting because you and I have had conversations, and uh, you know you've said to me, oh, you know. You know, you know, I'm fat, or this and that, and then you've sort of said, "Oh, no, you're fine, mate. You're an Adonis. You know, you, you look, you know, you look good. You look thin in front of me." And it's interesting because you, know, you have your perspective and what, what what you're dealing with, and sort of what I'm dealing with, and you know, what you as a as a viewer are dealing with. It's it's all relative to your own, um, oh, 100%, yeah. your own perception of yourself, and it, 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 it's it's 
you know, it's, it's, it can be difficult to talk about this, but you know, you really need to sort of set the time out and it's something I struggle to do and I know I need to do it. You just need to like really have a conversation with yourself. Oh, where am so I at? Am I happy with where I'm at? Whether it's weight, whether it's your career, whether it's your life, you know, am I really, you've got to audit yourself. Um, and again, I'm, I'm talking about this and I know that while I'm talking about this, I haven't been doing it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, this, this, I guess the purpose of this is to hopefully maybe spur on that conversation. Um, I find it really tough to reach out. I'm a very insular person you just are. by nature. You are. I, I just am. Like, it's just, I like to deal with things. You can tell when there's something wrong with you as well when you chat to him. You can see, you yeah. can see it's there, but it's not coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's just the nature of me. Um, so, I'm, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm proud that you've. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we've been able to really connect and then also just to really discuss these things normally and then hopefully if there's and then that's the thing what we're trying to build here as well with with the whole community here is to build somewhere where you know we have a, we all have a common love in, in, in the club um, and I also want to try and build a community where you know you you know you feel comfortable we'll hopefully have some social events and things like that we we can build a bit of a community where we can reach out and and um, you know, bounce off each other. Because I'm sure you've met people. Yeah, from the group. Yeah, yeah. it's lovely people. Yeah. I, I think it is important as well that we're building this community together as well, that to share these journeys. Because like one thing I noticed was a big culture shock to me was last week one of my mates sent me a screenshot of a conversation we had. And I read, I can remember what had happened. It was a big traumatic moment in my life, but I can remember we were talking about someone that we both knew. Yep. And it was the stuff I was saying about this person. And I was actually ashamed. He thought it was funny. He was like, that was so funny. Yeah. And I was actually ashamed because I was thinking, if he reads this, he'll be broken. Yep. There was no need for it. And I was thinking, I was reflecting my poor state of mind at the time yep. on other people. I'm quite a destructive person as a human being. If I'm feeling pain, I have some kind of weird thing that I want to make other people feel what I'm feeling. Yep, yep. Instead of like thinking, you know what, that person's a complete dickhead. Yep. Out of my mind. Yep, yep. And it's something that I'm, work, I'm, I'm working on every day. And it was something that I thought, that's when it kind of, a light bulb went in my head. That from Carlton fans, you go back six months into the groups and see how we all spoke to each other. People would put a comment and say, oh, I like Bolton. And I've seen comments like, real horror ones like, oh, go and kill yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You kill yourself, you think Bolton's a good coach. And I'm thinking, how do you know when you've made that just throwaway statement? Because I'm sure that person didn't mean it. Yep. How do you know that person wasn't having mental health issues? You say something to the wrong person. Yeah. And for me, point. I thought, and then you see Cow and suddenly now we're winning. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I remember you saying that so and so was going to be a good player. We're all friendly again. Yep. But to me, that's something that we need to keep aware of. That yeah. I do it as well. I'm really outspoken on this show. I sometimes need to be wary of how I say things because it can be consumed. Yeah. So that's what this journey is about. Yeah. Me growing with you guys, the audience as well. Yeah. And we're going to have Q&A sessions as well where you can throw out things. And I want it to be kind of like at the end of the 12 months, if I've just helped one person fix one thing in their life. Even if it's I'm just happy. someone to have a conversation with themselves and if this is like, right, see these two blokes, you know, put themselves out there and um, I just think this is going to become a lot more common and. and it's good to see that there's a shift. Um, I think the other thing, and I speak about it a lot with fans, it's it's accountability. You know, yeah, it's really funny to see me call Plough with a fucking fraud. Like that's really funny, and you know, you know, showing you know, showing emotion. I look back on that now. I'm really, I'm embarrassed because you know, like it's 
Because you never know what Lockie Plow Correct, for. correct. I'm sure he was feeling really embarrassed about yeah, after that Gold Coast game when you know, he had that poor effort. And he, all he needs is you know, some smart ass who doesn't play at the level calling him, you know what I mean? Calling him out. So oh, definitely, yeah. um, there's always a balancing act and mate, we're going to make more mistakes. Oh, where there's going to be a lot more mistakes made. I, th I think the whole process of this is not to say that it's easy to fix, but I'm a yeah. firm believer that Acknowledge. In, I, I hate this Are You Okay charity. I hate that mm -hmm. theory of we ask Are You Okay one day a week. Mm -hmm. And to me, my belief is how we cure suicide, how we cure negativity in the world, is we live on the principle we can't help someone else if we're not okay ourselves. Yeah. So to me, how can you fill someone else's glass up if your glass isn't full? Yes, true. You can't fill an empty glass if yours is half full. It's only going to be half full of the events. So to me, it's about working on ourselves as people. And if we make that one little change, you know, that next time you see someone put a stupid comment up, yeah. you don't retort with, you're an idiot, I hope yeah. you kill yourself, or yeah. you're an idiot, and stuff like that. Like, some of the things that I've seen said to me before, like, where people go through your profile and see your wife, your kids, yeah, that's... And, and they drop comments like that. Yeah. And for me, that's like, yeah. it doesn't bother me, because I find it quite funny if someone says something about my kids. Yeah. Because I'm like, I bet you wouldn't say that if I was stood there with that's my true. kids. That, that's the reality. So I think it just makes you a small person. Yeah. But I know some people, some of my mates, where that's been said to them, that's actually really upset them. Yeah. Like, there is one of the guys in the counting group, someone has actually said his kid looks mentally ill, and his kid has got a disability. And he's actually said that, thank you for sticking up for me. And, and told me, you think, yeah. his kid to me didn't look like he was mental, had a mental disability. You but know, it did. There, like, there was an ad that uh, Donovan Mitchell from the NBA put up on Twitter. And I think, oh, I'm gonna link it. Um, there was a series of, of images, one of like a guy spiking a girl's drink, and then the guy turning to you and saying, thanks for not telling anyone. And it's, it's sort of that mentality, like staying quiet is helping the person doing the wrong thing. Like you're, you're actually, you're not telling anyone, therefore you're giving them permission to do what they, you know, to do what they're doing. Um, now that can be taken, that can be taken as political correctness if you reach out and you say, hey, don't say this, don't say that. And I get that, but I think the the key message is is accountability. You know, stop pointing fingers. Start looking at what you can do right first. Start there, and then. You know, if, if, you've, if you've done that and you feel like, okay, well, this person's still coming at me and still doing this, well, that's something you can't control. There's other ways to, to deal with that, but yeah, there's, there's something that we need to learn. I think as humans, as we go through this social media, we're really guinea pigs for all of this now. And uh, I think the learning to get better is, is we need to start looking within ourselves. Because people, people talk about how um, you know, social media has ruined us. Well, it hasn't. It's just exposed us for who we really are. It's given us an ability to actually put out what we want to say, think and do, and have that known to more people around the world. So it's actually just put a magnifying glass on what we already think. So that's why I think accountability is the... Um, I think, I mean, like, I remember going to the pubs, being a cricketer and a golfer, spend a lot of time with guys in pubs, and the conversation you have with boys is usually obscene when you were younger. Yep particularly about certain subjects. And I've noticed now that people have kind of disassociated locker room talk with, they put it on Facebook. Like I see a few of my mates who have younger brothers about 18 and they're having open discussions that we would have done when we were 18. 
in pubs, but they're forgetting it's on social media that like their mums, their dads, their aunties, their uncles can actually read. Yep. And it's I think it's being self-aware, and I think that's one thing that human beings are bad at. Yep. We overcomplicate things, we overread things. Social media, suicide's high, it's social media. Yep. But social media could be the greatest anti-suicide tool in the world Absolutely. because you can potentially connect with everyone. I know my wife, she plays a lot of computer games, she played it a lot when she became a mum. And she said that that just gave her a real good release because she was in the house all day with the babies. Yep. And her being able to play World of Warcraft got her friends, females in Germany, in USA, to actually have still social interaction without leaving the house. She said to me that was one of her big things when she suffered postnatal depression. Yep. Was the ability that she could still connect with people. Yep. If she was scared to leave the house, some days she had days where she didn't want to leave the house. Didn't leave the house. Yep. The fact she could stick a game on, put the headset on, and actually have a conversation brought her back from the brink. Yep. And to me, that shows you the power of just, you don't realize sometimes how much influence you have on people's so lives. True. So, so and true. I don't realize it. As a dad, it's something I'm starting to realize when my kids have a, like the other day, David completed Mario Kart, like unlocked a character, and he was all excited. And when I said, oh, I told you, how did you do it? And he was like, oh, you told me just to keep trying, daddy. And I did. And I, I suddenly realized, you know what? I've influenced that, yep. like, and you don't realise until until I became a father the influence you have, good and bad, like, good and bad, you can have, and yep. I've noticed with my kids, I say things sometimes, and then I see the detriment of what I've said, and I didn't mean it as they've taken it, yep. so it's a real good lesson, I think for all of us that we can all be better people, yep. certainly, Absolutely. and I think everyone in the group, if they're honest, has been an arsehole at some point, everyone, I mean I know I have, like, I have, I'm capital city arsehole at times. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, you know, acknowledging that and then understanding, all right, let's let's get a little bit better now. And I'll never forget as well, we had this open conversation. Am I a, I'm a nice guy, aren't I? You were like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. Because, you know, I mean, sometimes our perception of ourselves probably yeah. isn't the perception we're giving other people. Yeah. And I think that's why this metaphor of me losing weight is a good metaphor. I'm going to make my body look how it looks in my mind. Yep. And have, because this is what I present to people, and also learn to present myself the way I want to be presented. Yeah, it's almost like we're on a journey with our club, because the boys have got to improve, and uh, I think us as fans have got to improve with them. Yeah, definitely. Let's so, all like, so get like, on this together. So, like my abs at the moment, they are green shoots. Well, they're currently Mitch McGovern, <laughs> and we're, we're, we're going to put you to in be the fair, cage. If, gonna... if Andrew Russell's watching this, you got him into some stellar shape for yeah. six weeks. I've yeah. been told twelve months. So. Yeah. If you want to get involved, it just made me run 500 laps. I would love to see like a tackling drill with you and Mitch, where he just gets to line you up, and you get to do the same to him. I probably deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, I, I do want to get Chozer involved. Yep. Josh Deluca, if he's watching, because that guy can start a fight in an elevator. Yeah, mate. Yeah. So yeah. if he if he can reach out and teach me how to do that, then I'll go and take on Mitch. Yeah. Maybe a boxing match, me and Mitch. Could be. Three rounds, you know, light headgear. Mate, you wouldn't laugh. Someone could just play him everything I've said about him. <laughs> oh, mate, I feel like you, you know, you're talking about, you know, back in the UK, you've been in a few pub fights in your, in your I've time. I've been in a few bad brawls, yeah. Yeah, so maybe but you could last a few rounds with him. I think I'd be all right, yeah, because he's got gloves on. But yeah. It depends if someone shows him, man. Just maybe just before, show him what I've said. Yeah, okay. Well, and you can show me then all the misses and all the things that have angered me. I like it. Well, mate, thank you very much for um, getting vulnerable with me. I think it's a very brave thing you're doing, and best of luck. And obviously, we'll we'll be following your journey on the on the channel. Um, it's something to really look forward to as the boys go through preseason, and as you and, and I go through preseason. And if there's 
anyone watching um, who wants to reach out and talk about something you know that they're going through or a journey that they're on, let us know. I think it's uh, I think it's important for us to build some foundations here to move forward. I think it's important to talk about your goals, talk about what's what's right, what's wrong with yourself at the moment, and how you can fix it. And uh, we'll be there with you. Yeah, definitely. And if anyone's got a story they want to share. And I can come and do it, we can do it together, we can go through it, or if anyone wants to play football or teach me anything, we've got a few celebrity guests who have volunteered their time, so that doesn't mean no one can, I'd love to learn football from our fans as well, Yep. or just some, some gym techniques, just a gym session, come and see your Uncle Dan, Dan will come to the gym, if you've got a challenge for me, let's do it. Love it mate, alright, let's leave it there, cheers.